Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Free Devs and a Maybe. And I am Michael Bird, and I'm introducing for the first time in a long time. And I am joined by uh, the exceptional Ed Mann. Why, thank you. <laughs> and the undoubtedly very talented Fraser Hart. Hello. <laughs> Can I just uh, say, I've got massive yeah. headphone envy at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you're wearing, You've both you got like, really kind of fancy-looking right? headphones. I've just got these like crappy, I think they were like £6 off Amazon. Quality. Really? Yeah. I mm. thought usually you had like decent headphones on. No. I've got like a pair of over-ear headphones in the office, but yeah, I never never really get a lot of use of them, to be honest. But yeah, so I'm just uh, yeah. crappy little earbuds. Sorry, three off track there. <laughs> not at all, not at all. So, let's go around the room. Uh, Ed, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, man. Um, just one thing before we start. Now, yeah. I, I know how amazing your internet is. Um, yes. You may be sounding a little bit like tinny. a robot, a tinny, a little bit tinny. I think it may be the video. Well, the audience don't should know. Should we say farewell you, to our videos? Should we say farewell to the video? Sorry, yeah. us, because the, the audience don't even care, us. really. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, us, you know, we, we, we won't be able to see <laughs> each other, but, you know, we'll just be talking on the phone now. Um, but no, I am very good. Thank you, Mickey, and good to see you guys on a Sunday morning, yeah. which feels kind of early. Um, what have we been yeah. up to? Uh, work stuff's going really well. Um, doing a lot of Google Analytics stuff, actually, this week, which was quite Ooh, interesting. What have you been doing with Google Analytics? A-B testing. Um, like, Ooh. interesting. I know, I know. This is like <laughs> the marketing dream. They love this stuff where you kind of... Yeah do a tweak on one like area say like an in-content tweak like how can we word this button or something and seeing like if they go through a particular goal and it's quite interesting like the yeah the amount of data you can get from it and google the thing is google analytics is the best definitely the best analytics tool out there which is scary because obviously everyone puts it on their website and google then has all this information as well which is very yeah. scary because then they know all this stuff and the amount of information it picks up and is able to work out you know like you go through a particular place to get a conversion so you've gone through that page that page that page and then you've done a conversion and no it's been really interesting a lot of eye opening and stuff to play around with that and there's a couple of actual tools that i've uh, i mean the google analytics uh, debugger is really good um for doing I've not that. Even heard of that. It, yeah, it's quite cool. Like what it does is it so because when you're looking on pages and stuff, like it's very kind of opaque of what it does. It just oh okay, I guess it's just send that stuff because you just put the code on your website and you just hit and hope. Mm-hmm. Uh what this does is it actually then in the console on Chrome it, it just does debugging. So it says like oh this beacon's what? been sent and stuff and you can get some really good login details. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um and another one is I, I used to use uh, ad blocker because um, obviously we hate ads uh, and yeah. you know then it was microblocker and now I found this one called ghostry and ghostry is really cool because not only does it block these things it allows you to uh, like pick which ones you block which trackers so right. you can like pick oh I don't want new relic logging me or something and I don't want Go- Google Analytics logging me and it's quite particular on what it can block but it really is That's interesting because you cool. even just going into, onto websites and realizing wow they use all these things like you'll see like all these different types of things that yeah it's kind of scary how much stuff gets loaded up on like different pages yeah um, and and other than that actually um, I saw Mickey B yesterday 
I was oh, very lucky to go around the air around his new house, and yeah. it was very nice, and it's all been done and whatnot. It's very, very nice. Me and Amy went round, and we had a really nice time. Thank you, Mickey. You're very welcome, sir. It was good to see you both. Yeah, it was a good time. We got lucky with the weather. It was all right. I was just going to say, with your uh, Google Analytics stuff, obviously you have to copy like code in that Google gives you. Yep. How much... You just presumably go and trust that it's Google, right? And they're the good guys. Well, see, that's you the thing. You check what it? you put in. So, so yeah, I mean, what what you do is, it's really interesting because, so the Google mm. Analytics code that we all typically put in is like a block yeah. of code that's self-executing and it just really, yeah, you, as you say, it's just a bit of Google, like Google's code, GA.js or whatever it's called or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it then stores a cookie on the machine, you know, for that website mm-hmm. and you can, it will track you and you think, oh, that's cool, I'll get my analytics that way. Um, mm. But I didn't realize it was just because I thought oh, I would be for page views and it may tell you if it's a mobile or not and stuff. But then like using the experiment stuff is you use the experiment stuff. And if you load the experiment stuff beforehand, the Google Analytics code actually sends that with it as well. So it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. thinking, wow, Google Analytics just sends a lot of stuff that you don't know if it's sent, you know, like it is interesting. Absolutely. And, you can, and you can I mean, another thing that I did a couple of months ago with Google Analytics was um, events. So tracking events. Um, right. And what they are is, so you, we have. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we did this. Yeah, yeah. and you can yeah, send events. That's a nice goal. Like you can send events. You know, like different key. You know, like okay, so this person's clicked on that page. That you know, and like done this action, and like a JavaScript action maybe. So one of the things we did was we had a modal come up, and if they click close, we then fire an event or yeah, this type of thing. Yeah. And you can fire like non-interactive events because then it doesn't come to your bounce rate and all this funky stuff, but. Yeah, it's been a really eye-opening kind of um, week with Google Analytics. Yeah, we've. I, I was doing a little bit this week with. Um, they've got like e-commerce trackers. Oh yeah. So you can. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've not been too involved, like seeing what data it brings through. But you should really try them, the Google Analytics um, extension in Chrome. You'd really benefit from that. All oh, right. Okay. I didn't even realize you could do that. Okay. So if you haven't like logged in and stuff, you just got like a little button you press or something. Well, and it, and it also logs. Stuff. It tells you, yeah, what exactly you has been sent. Been yeah. up. You can see if it's been yeah. picked up, what exactly been sent, and all this stuff. Because again, it's quite opaque of what's getting sent. You have no idea what Google's getting, and only until it goes live yeah. do you realize, crap, I haven't actually yeah. been set up properly. Yeah. Yeah. I did have that issue actually. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm interested. You mentioned you were doing A/B tracking. How are you serving up the different? the different pages so uh, or what are you using to handle that to really you know what google google experiments like that that they're really wow. they've done it all like so what they the original version of google analytics i think what experiment what it did with ab was you just had so one of the actually a couple of a couple of months ago we what we did was we wanted to test um the sign up process and mm-hmm. we had a stepped process so you know you'd have like three say three boxes to fill in and what we'd do is we'd have stepped where you go one, two, three, and there'd be different page yeah. loads and all that. And then we had one where it was all on the one page, and we wanted to see which one converted better. Uh, so what we did was we then, what you do is you just have two like redirects to different unique pages. So yeah. we have our first, our, like what we call the original, which was the full one. So we had three boxes on there. And then what we then said was like, okay, out of 100% of the traffic you know, please test this one and also randomly make it so it may go to the other one. And then it, what yep. it does is it will log, it's, it's a bit kind of strange because it will log, it will write, it will redirect it. Well, it will load up the page and then immediately if it wants to redirect to the actual other page, so to the user, maybe they'll see a little bit of a re, like a redirect refresh, but yep. 
they don't really notice it. I mean, in testing, we haven't seen them be, you know, kind of what the hell is this going on? And Google uh-huh. uses it all the time. Um, and then what Google then do is, and it's a very clever thing, it's not like a, just a 50-50 split. You can tweak that and say that like, I only want like 90, well, like 50% of my traffic being tested or, you know, yep. I want this one maybe to go a bit better. But it uses, I can't remember what the actual algorithm is, but if it finds out that people are doing better on one of them, so say like mm-hmm. actually the stepped process was better than the full process, like the, the one page, it will actually go along and say, okay, and it will stop putting more traffic onto that one. So the winner yep. will let win out, and eventually, maybe all the traffic's just going through the stepped one. So it will actually work out for you within the time frame you get. Okay, this is the winner, and we're using it now. So you don't have yep. to kind of after two weeks then think actually though this was the winner. Why did we not just use that throughout? Uh, it will cool, yeah. slowly build it up and stuff like that. That's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Frank? What have you been to tweak? We've sort of been finishing off the, the slot game that I've been talking about. Hey. That's pretty much done, yeah. which is all good. So that's with uh, with our QA team now. So they're going through with a fine-tooth comb and testing it on every single different device and hopefully not flagging any issues because I think we've, we've yeah. captured every every eventuality that we could. But obviously these things yeah. always come back with, with various. So we're going to have to do a work on that, I think, when it comes back um, and hopefully not too much. And then once our QA's done their bit and we've done our changes, it goes off to the client. They run it through QA as well. And then if they find anything, then obviously it comes back to us and, and the process starts, not the whole process of building the game, but the process of, of doing the bugs and the QA goes through again. Um, and then once that's all, all been signed off, then we can actually get them to put it out live, which is pretty exciting. Um, so that's been Very pretty cool. much my week, to be honest with you. Um, sorry, go on. He's got the highest uh, score on yeah oh that is a good question though what let me go yeah. through my tweets now there was a really there was a really really oh, high well, school like some guy thousand or something or is he well some, yeah. some guy from australia i think got 14k or something and i have no yes, idea V8 on twitter yeah he's uh he's got fourteen thousand points at the moment so he's he's way out in the lead his name's andrew but i can't work yeah. out his he hasn't got his surname on there so he is andrew you're way out in the lead <laughs> he is absolutely <laughs> in the way. like i can't get anywhere close to that i scored like ten thousand points i think when i was developing it and I've oh, wow. not really, yeah, I've been able to get to even six since. Like every time I go to the toilet, I like the phone's out. And I'm trying to play it, but yeah, I can't even get above six at the moment. So, um, well, so yeah, Andrew, you're you're way out in the lead at the moment. So uh, yeah, if anyone wants to challenge him, download Space Beer Cave and send in your tweets with your high scores. Free to to the winner. Absolutely, and um, it was funny last uh, Sunday. Um, I was around my family's house and. Um, it ended up going because my my girlfriend's got a uh, an Android phone, and it turned out my brother. Oh yeah, because you sent me a picture of, uh, of Amy playing it. Yeah, and then my and then my brother's girlfriend's got one, and I was like, oh, you should download this game my friend made. And then we did, we were just playing it the whole night. It was ridiculous. Really, man. it's addictive. Oh, that's kind of cool, man. It is addictive. It's such a cool game as well. So yeah. cool. And I don't know that's how you really built it in one day. How you built it in one day, man, is I I just boggled. Yeah, mind boggling. Just just by being a massive boss, to be honest. That's pretty much yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> I, I would go by that, you know. Yeah. It's been a boss. No, that's all we got. No, it's good. Like, yeah, it's nice to see that people are actually enjoying it. It's, it's got like awesome. the reviews. It's got four star reviews at the moment, but the the, the reviews are all kind of my friends, so they don't really count. Uh, so the negative <laughs> reviews uh, seem to be the official ones. But yeah, whatever. Like those people. <laughs> oh, haters, haters gonna but hate. Yeah, there was one. Let me try and find this comment at the moment. Um, was it the one you said like last someone... week where he was like, "These all these reviews are fake? And it's like, of course they are. They're my friends. And you can read, yeah. when you read them, you realise, yeah, this probably isn't a legit review. 
Yeah, but the, no, there was like this one here. <laughs> like someone's reviewed it. Someone called Monday Sienke. Apologies if I butchered your name, but it, basically, the review that the headline of the review is "I want a free T-shirt," and then the comment is "Is the competition still on?" Which is fine, but you only reviewed me three stars. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Monday, if you listen to this and you do win the competition, the competition's on until the 12th of June. Um, if you do win, um, I'm going to get you a t-shirt that doesn't fit you. <laughs> yeah, three stars. <laughs> Only three stars. Oh, that's mean. I know. Unbelievable, but no, it's good. It's oh. nice to see the people are actually getting there, because I've had that's like, awesome. I think I've had about 100 installs, which is it's kind of nice. It's more than I was expecting. That's Very cool, good. man. All these eyeballs yeah. seeing your yeah. game. It's such a cool yeah, game. I, need- I don't, again, I don't know how it's built in JS, and then it's wrapped up. Yeah. It's so cool. We need you need to get it on the iPhone. I need it on the iPhone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I need to get a new Mac. Like I, I, I really need to go and buy. You know, I'm waiting on on a couple of tricks to come in for freelance work. So once that's in, then I'm going to take a trip down to the Apple Store. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the fun time, isn't it? Been had to go down the Apple. Oh, store Mickey. And- yeah. Incidentally, Mickey, do you get an education discount? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know. What you would you like to? Um, so would up. you like to earn yourself some money, and I will get, I will split the difference with you. <laughs> Not at all, man. Just uh, let you no, use mate. it. I've. Um, no. Oh, that's I'll, what I was using, so don't worry about it at all. Yeah, I'll absolutely like sort percent or something. So, really? Yeah. That's I thought you had a um, MacBook Pro or MacBook no, Air. No, I've got a MacBook. I've got a MacBook Air, and it's awesome, but it's just the hard drive's a bit too small. Um, so oh, I want to yeah. get one of yeah. the new pros with the yeah the. Oh the yeah, she was saying still kind of Xcode. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. Xcode's gonna yeah. take up like eight gig or something. Still, maybe not eight, but like four gig or something silly like that. And I've got like about two hundred meg spare, I think, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. So what better it? reason rather than clear out my hard drive? Just yeah, exactly. One. It's a great <laughs> yeah. excuse to it's do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mickey? Pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. I've not really done anything outside of work, but inside work, I'm just kind of. I think maybe I told you guys a little while ago that I sort of built this spreadsheet configurator thing where you could have like multiple like days lots of different like excel spreadsheets yeah csv files and um basically then you can map it up against the fields in your database Ooh. so yeah but like um it was working all really good but like this week's the kind of first week when i've been using it in anger and um it's it's been hard actually as much as i thought i thought everything through it's been quite tricky and the edge cases yeah, trying to cover absolutely every eventuality, I think it's actually quite a foolish task. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd gone from basically having like, the first ever one I used as first spreadsheet was like one problem and every single one of its attributes was on the same row. And now it's gone the other way where you've got like one product can span like 20 rows and they've all got different attributes on those 20 rows. Uh, and so I managed to get around that. I was like, well, you know, just check to see if, if we've already got that um, product ID, then you know, to treat it as adding more attributes. But then the issue was that for each one of those rows, they all had an individual skew. So one product, which is red, the same product, which is blue, has a different skew. Yeah. So then it's trying to get around that. And I was like, well, okay, well, we'll just start grouping attributes together and say, well, if I've got all of these attributes and I've got this skew, and it's one of those where it's like, well, in hindsight, I'd have done things differently, but I'm so far down the road now. Down the road now already. It. Yeah, it was just one of the most frustrating things with programming, don't you think? That like, I, I'm all for refactoring, but sometimes if if things are already being used, like in the real world, that's easier it's said than change, done. Sometimes it? it's the change in specs, and it's it's so mm. hard. And I think that's one of the things about programming, isn't it? Where 
you're never done. Like a program is yeah. never done because there's always something and you can't say, mm. and I think our mistake is because we're as developers, we really want to make something. It's like, oh, it does everything. And you realize yeah. then, oh crap, it doesn't, does it? Because then they, they, they say this thing, you're like, well, it can do that. No, it can't. And then you have to tweak it or then you have to make a new yeah. one. And yeah. I think that, that's or it what, can do this, but it won't do it like that. Or, it won't do know, it like yeah, that. And I mean, is there a way of you, the data that comes in, do you have any kind of control in the way it well, looks or are you really kind I of at the mercy of what they want? Yeah, we kind of are. I think, I think really like if it was like three months ago, we could go back to client and say, no, no, we need this. But because we're kind of you're really working to a tight deadline, we kind of lost that that sort of option now. So it's kind of just dealing with what we've got. But it, I mean, it is. I mean, you see it with like APIs as reason they have versions, right? Because you can't just suddenly change That's it. what you do, and you, you're kind of stuck, really. But um, I mean, I will get it working. I think I can see a way that it's going to work, but it's just like computationally a lot more expensive than it needs to be. So that's that's yeah. a shame. But so, so where are these um, scripts run then? Are they run locally? Uh, you do it, or you do you run them on the server like every They're on couple the of server. days? And... Yeah, exactly. The idea is the moment. I mean, this isn't really accessible by users. It's only kind of friendly for developers. But uh, at the moment, I'm, essentially, at some point, we'll have like a e-commerce kind of system that people can log into and, and do all this kind of stuff themselves. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, I mean, some of these product spreadsheets you're talking like. Like what I'm using at the moment is 47 megabytes. So it's like, I think it's 36,000 rows. And, um, That's yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it'll run hours when, I mean, I basically put in a step where you have like a validation process. So it'll just take one product and then it'll actually create like a front end page. So you can actually view it and check everything's coming in right. Yeah. And then if you're happy with that, then you can commit and then it'll, you're best off leaving it overnight, which, yeah, I mean, a few hours sounds, you could think about like queues maybe background queues and definitely yeah that's i have started cool looking, thing. thinking about that and and, and certainly putting some sleep <laughs> functions in there somewhere i think because um it is pretty fun but yeah it's been an experience to be honest with you it's one of those ways like you kind of wish you had someone who's done this for 10 years to kind of teach you how to do it one of the best ways of doing it so at the moment i'm just learning from my own errors and um yeah yeah but like I say, Magento, if you ever like uh, import with with Magento, it takes hours upon hours if you've got a big spreadsheet. So I imagine they've probably made some of the same mistakes as I have, I guess. So, Well, it's just hard, yeah. isn't it, as you say, because, I mean, you don't realize a 47 megabyte CSV file. I mean, that's huge. Crazy. And yeah. the process, I mean, it's going to take that long, you know, and I suppose yeah. the only way you can do it is kind of try and split it, split the file up. Um, into you know yeah. chunks and stuff, then handle those you know at different times or paralyze that maybe if you can. And but really, yeah, well, you're the at biggest, the mercy. Yeah, the, the biggest uh, sort of or the best idea I had at the beginning was I well I was trying to get it so I, was, I could again I was doing too much. I was like, well, look, you know what, you can accept an XLSX file or you can accept an XLS file, which are completely different, ah. and then or you can accept a CSV. And I was like, you know what, actually, okay, do that. But the very first thing you do is they convert them into CSV yeah. files, yeah, and and then you're just dealing with one yeah. uh, format, and that that helps a lot. And it was a big speed up as well because suddenly that 47 megabyte file, I didn't get a massive reduction, but pretty eight or nine meg off that, and it's just a lot easier to read anyway. So yeah, it's been a really good learning curve to be honest with you. But um, it's quite that sounds really quite interesting. <laughs> How much yeah, work are you is, doing yes. with Magento nowadays? Um, we were doing quite a lot and then, um, 
that's kind of dried up a little bit. And I think the projects we've had come in recently have been so bespoke that, you know, we have looked at doing it with Magento, but it's, it's a real faff. And then you can start thinking, well, okay, well, we can cut down development time by buying uh, modules. And, and sometimes that is a really worthy thing to do because you think, well, I'll pay £100 for a module, but, you know, it's going to save 50 hours of development time. But then, you know, you've got to review the code and check that it's good and check there's nothing malicious in there. So there's a real trade-off there, I guess. So, uh, yeah, because you're putting a lot of trust case. then in that, in that, in that module yeah. because what you're then doing yeah. is selling to the client. Really, you're selling other person's code to the client, that, but you've got to maintain mm-hmm. that code. It, it's code that you've got to maintain for that client who someone else has made. Well, yeah, and one of the things my boss says, and I do agree with her on this, was that, uh, you know, if you're, a, if you're a hacker as well, What's the best way you can hack some um, server is if you produce a code library and then you rely on the fact that people don't yeah. check it. You know, I mean, probably someone will at some point and they'll spread the word, but by that time, you know, someone's you already, yeah, made, like, that's a, true. Someone's already, I mean, did, did, it's similar to like how they do apps and stuff, like checking yeah. if you're doing only the access you need and stuff. Do, does yeah. Magento, yeah. I don't know if Magento has kind of like a scanning tool security. It's the best of my knowledge, man. There's nothing like that. Wow. I mean, there might be stuff in like them. Maybe there's an official Magento uh, store. I don't know. But like a lot of these models, you just, you can just find anywhere basically. You pinch up, yeah, you just pinch the file yeah. off the internet or on a GitHub repo and you just assume that it'll be okay. Yeah. But when you're dealing with e-commerce and stuff, I mean, as you say, yeah, it doesn't matter about the HTTPS or any SSL or TLS certificates now. Yeah. You've got code on your server that's doing stuff without it. Exactly. Full access to the yeah. database and it can do a lot of harm. Yeah. yeah, and all these. And I guess as well, uh, like with WordPress plugins, because there's so many different WordPress yeah, plugins out there, problem. and like even not even WordPress so much in terms of malicious code, but just poor, poor mm-hmm. code that can open up security holes for for people yeah, who that's do another, want to yeah, kind of exploit it, stuff. Kind of, yeah, they've just yeah, you say they've written code that is poorly made that you know, yeah. even though yeah. they don't mean that it could cause security issues. Yeah, well, that's it, and WordPress does have that rep, doesn't it? I mean, I again, yeah. I don't know if that's fair or not, but I don't know how much checking they do on. WordPress extensions, whether if that's regulated at all, I'm guessing it's not. I'm guessing anyone can make them and anyone can publish them. So I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard yeah. thing because you could do static analysis, like checking, you know, are these functions called and how they're called, mm. etc. But yeah, you it's again code so hard, especially in a dynamic language. Well, you know, yeah, yeah in a dynamic it's... language, you can do some funky stuff and you think you're doing it fine, but actually you're opening yourself up. That's it. And I mean, I guess, I mean, the first thing I would probably look at is like curl requests. I'd look for that kind of stuff or, um, what's the PHP execute one? Yeah. System, uh, all these different ways, proc open, all this got, weird stuff. And yeah. And SQL attacks or yeah, there's a lot of stuff really that you need to check for, I guess. So and I think that's many- where we go with open source stuff. It's kind of scary that we just allow this, but then this is where you, you, you do end up then just using t- tried and tested packages because a lot of other people use them and they vetted the code as well. And you yeah. hope that the community, you know, the community have pretty much wheedled out any problems before you use it. That's yeah. it. But like, I mean, just getting back to your point about Google Analytics. I mean, okay, it's a bit extreme, but like, I got asked to put in this tracking code the other day and stuff, and I did it, and I was like, just trusting it because it's Google, right? But yeah, like, in two years' time, when Cybernet actually does launch its missiles and stuff, <laughs> and you know, we could regret putting in that analytics code, which is going to turn our computers into uh, robots and killers. So. Well, exactly. I mean, they had that problem, yeah. didn't they, they uh, in, in China uh, with a DDoS attack on GitHub where it yeah, was a CDN exactly. that, you know, any traffic that was outside of China 
that was coming in using like the Great Wall, somehow they were able to redirect it yeah. and they would inject well when they were coming back with the response like it was a google it was like the google search engine that they used there and it was actually yeah. then just injecting some code that was just ddosing github so and you know you know that is a big thing because i read that in like uh, hacker news i think even yesterday there's like um there's a free vpn service I, i've not i've not heard of it i've not used it holler or something Ooh. and they think that's being used as a giant botnet now really you know to do your tax and wow. stuff and that's the thing you you use something think, oh this is great free service and that could be actually then you know undermining your machine and, and doing stuff that you don't even know about it's um, so what we're saying stuff. is don't go on the internet you know don't go on the internet just <laughs> wrap yourself in tinfoil and yeah write letters <laughs> yeah. write yourself in tinfoil and just stay in the corner life is exactly. too scary yeah. to do anything it really is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, another three devs and a maybe great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Recommendation, but no, that's um, that is me really. Yeah, I just did that and the tracker stuff. So yeah, pretty pretty uneventful week, I guess. So yeah, Sorry, Bryce, Yeah, uh, you, you were going to say something, and then um, I kind of yeah. yeah. I was just wondering if anyone caught the the Google Keynote thing. I heard it was on. Uh, I didn't know what. what, what yeah, what, it wasn't that. Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Like it's just kind of adding niceties because there wasn't any any groundbreaking stuff, and there was hints that they were going to do sort of talk about something big in the virtual reality space. And then I so I was quite excited by that. Um, yeah, but it turned out that it was Google, uh, glass cardboard. Yeah, yeah. cardboard. Yeah, um, yeah, and I was kind of hoping that they were gonna they were gonna announce like a really fancy headset to kind of compete with the Oculus Rift or something like that. But all it was was they were saying that Google Cardboard they're making a bigger one for iPhones, which is a bit of a downer. So they've made the well, I say it's a bit of a downer. Obviously, it's good for people with iPhones. Yeah, now yeah. I can do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think you can get the Google Cardboard app in the Apple Store now, um, and you can buy cardboards for it. But that's literally all it was. And I was yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by that because I was hoping for. For some kind of revelation that they were going to take big leaps in the virtual reality space, but that's not come yet. But I guess it all, I'm guessing they're working on it behind the scenes and stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. These scientists and, and these released... developers need to be, you know, step up their game. God. They really do, yeah. <laughs> they also released 1.0 of Polymer, which is, the, have you heard of Polymer? The new framework? I say the new framework. It's, you know, the, yes. Google have got Angular as a, a front end JavaScript framework. They've also got this thing called Polymer. Um, never touched it. One of the guys in the office playing with it quite a lot and he absolutely raves about it like he literally won't shut up about it <laughs> so he was really excited by that um, and it just seems like it's a, a slightly different way or a completely different way of, of doing front end stuff and you stand kind of MVC frameworks at the moment it works around this idea of web components so it's really really modular so you can just drop, you can just drop stuff in anywhere and it with like minimal amounts of code and it will work anywhere and it's it looks really interesting but I'm, yeah, I'm not kind of educated enough in it to talk intelligently about it at this stage but it kind of yeah it seems interesting it's like the 1.0 release so it means it's production ready now and and what have you so it, it looks it looks interesting i do need to spend a bit of time with it but it's just finding time to spend time i guess that's cool are all the google io really i'm sure they're all on youtube and stuff yeah, yeah they will be yeah we stuck around at the office and watched and watched the major part of the keynote and yeah. stuff and it was, it was a bit, getting a bit boring so i left about half an hour from the end um, but yeah, they were talking about all the, the changes in the Android um, operating system and stuff. And there's there's not massive stuff. There's a lot of like bug fixing and kind of little features like going into I can't remember what they called. It. I think it was ultra hibernation or something like that. So basically, it makes your phone sleep deeper when you're not using it, so that you can get slightly better battery life and kind of nicer integration with with WebView. So when you're in a in a native app and stuff, and you click a link to go to 
to go to a like a web page or another app or something it doesn't at the moment you can either have a web view installed in the app or you can have it like completely switch context into the the chrome app or the whatever browser app you're using so they kind of these new web views that kind of it comes in as an active chrome session but it's less intrusive and it's not like a complete app switch it's just a layer that sits over the top of the app which it looks really interesting but yeah there was no it's not no kind of wow that's it yeah there's no wows it's kind of like i suppose in time you'll think this is a wow you know it'd be like a small win for like the developers that need that right now they'll be probably thinking this is the best thing ever but yeah, exactly, for like the yeah. general audience, it's like, eh, where's the virtual reality? Yeah, man? I want, I want yeah, the cool stuff. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, there was there was a new update for the Android Watch as well, so I've got that through, and that's pretty cool. Oh, um, what, what, how is the Android Watch? Because now that the iWatch is, you know, yep. the Apple Watch, well, it's not it's not it's not called the iWatch, is it? It's the Apple Watch. They've Apple they don't Watch, have, yep. yeah, they don't have iWatch anymore, like i. Um, what 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 uh, have you had a look at the iWatch uh, the Apple Watch? I have. Yeah, there's a there's a few guys like we've got a couple in the office for for dev testing and stuff because um, we're we're writing stuff for Apple Watch at the moment. Um, and yeah, so I've had a little play around with that. And there's a couple of guys, or there's one guy in the office that that bought one for him and his partner as well. So I've had a little a good play around with 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 the watch, and it does it does look really nice, and the interface is really nice. Um, but yeah, like I, it doesn't seem to. Like I'm, I'm not put down at all. Like it's an amazing thing, and like without, it, it doesn't really do anything that the that the Google Watch doesn't do. And I don't have kind of watch envy, which I thought I might have. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, watch envy. I think that's it. Envy. I yeah. think that's a good word. It's like when you see some new bit of tech, and you're like, I have envy for that. I've got watch envy. Exactly. Got yeah. envy or yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it doesn't seem to do anything that the 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 Google Watch doesn't do. Um, which is which is kind of good because one th- one of the things that he showed me or one of the guys in the office showed me is oh you can get City Mapper on your watch. I thought that was really cool because at the time you couldn't get that on the Android watch, but now they've released this update yeah, so you can yeah, run apps directly on the yeah you can run apps standalone and, and do all that. So so that all works exactly the same on the on the Google Watch now anyway. But yeah, I still love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm oh, that's really so cool, man. And, and how, are you guys I- thinking of? Are you guys thinking about getting uh, Apple watches? Yeah, I um, I actually caught Abby was like ordering mine for my birthday. Really, uh, oh, so cool. Uh, uh, I I stopped her though because I was like, I, really? you know, what? I do really want one, but um, like you say, it's just like the money. And uh, I was just going to ask you, I mean, like, what's the price comparison between a, an Apple Watch and and like an Android equivalent? I mean, I'm guessing the price you know, is very. My Android Watch is it was 135, and right. the cheapest That's Apple Watch pre is one two seven two eighty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a crazy price difference, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really I, is. And they've really dropped in price the Android watches because I think they're getting to the end of the life of the first the first cycle. So I think in the next like yeah. three four months, I think the new like the the, the second wave are going to start coming through, which is why I think they're kind of selling the the current generations off quickly or so cheaply. Um, but the Moto three hundred and sixty, do you remember like the, the kind of the the round one that was a big marketing push behind yes. when it came out? That yeah. came out. I think that was two hundred and fifty when it came out, and you can pick one of those up for one hundred and thirty quid now. Wow! And wow. it's a gorgeous piece. But yeah, they're imminently expecting the release of the new one anyway. So it's. But yeah. I take it. I mean, presumably it's the same sort of situation with the the Apple Watch. That if you've got a, an Android um, watch, you need an Android um, sort of handset as well to get a lot that's, of the, the features. Right? That's correct. Yeah, they're talking about releasing yeah. or. Well, obviously, it depends on whether Apple let it through into into their store. But they're talking about making Apple Watch compatible with iPhone. Um, but right. yeah, I can't see Apple allowing that. To be honest with you, because it's going to be a major competitor to to what they're doing, isn't it? Be interesting, yeah, wouldn't I it? Mean, yeah, it kind of. I, what could that, they do? I guess 
yeah, you kind of feel that they. I mean, it would be nice because actually, to be honest with you, it sounds bad, but I would probably spend the hundred and thirty quid for the Apple or for the Android. I uh, you know, watch just because of the price and to see how it is and stuff, and then use my iPhone. Yeah. Then I would buy the Apple Watch for that price and think, do I really need it? I think Android yeah. devices, they, they have great sweet spots with money, don't they? Like the price, you know, of it, and you're like, oh, I can get one. Okay, you know, it, it's worth yes. it. Even even if I only use it a little bit, it's worth it to try it yeah. and stuff. And That's the thing, because you can yeah. spend 130 quid on a on a digital watch anyway, can't you? Like, that just tells the time. So, yeah, exactly if you're going to get one, then why would you? Or, and in terms of sport watches and stuff, because I wanted to get this one because it's got, like, GPS, so I can take it for runs and all that kind of stuff. Like... An equivalent just standalone GPS sports watch is like two hundred and seventy quid anyway. So like it's an absolute no brainer to, to actually get all this to, with yeah. all the extras and as the, well. Exactly. And the only detriment is the battery life on this isn't as good as it would be on a standalone GPS watch, but I'm not going to be running for twelve hours at a time, so it's yeah. It, it, so, so how is it then like well, at the end of the day you like plug in your phone to charge, but you also now plug in your watch? I do, I do do that, yeah. But I, I can get two. I can comfortably get two days out of my my ah. Apple Watch, not my Apple Watch, my Android Watch, yeah. But I will plug it in every night. That is cool because you always worry about it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, one thing, actually, Fraser, because of obviously looking on the old Instagrams and stuff. How was Holland? Yeah. How was Amsterdam? It was, it was good, man. <laughs> it was really good fun. Yeah. Um, we kind of we got the the train to Antwerp on Thursday morning. Which is in Belgium, and then cycled 110k to Rotterdam you are that day, and then a night in a hostel, and got really drunk in the hostel because like we didn't <laughs> ride the bikes all day. So it was yeah, it it wasn't yeah, we didn't have that many drinks. It was like two or three drinks, and I was I was pretty much gone. So we had a few drinks in the hostel, and then went out for a steak at about 11 o'clock at night, which was really good. And then yeah, on the following day, we rode 65 miles to Amsterdam, not 65 miles, 65 k to Amsterdam. Was it 65? I think it turned up a bit more than that anyway, but if we'd have not got lost, it would have been 65k, but we ended up getting lost a little bit. So yeah, we had an Airbnb in Amsterdam, um, a couple of days in Amsterdam. Uh, we just spent one day in Amsterdam itself because it, it was all right, but it was kind of, it was just full of pissed up Brits, <laughs> as you could expect. Uh, so yeah, we had a, a day in Amsterdam and did the kind of the standard Amsterdam stuff. And then we rode our bikes out to the coast on the Sunday. And then on the Monday, we rode back to the Hook of Holland, which was like another 100. It was pretty much dead on 100 kilometers. Rode back to the Hook of Holland. And I got the overnight ferry back to Harwich in Essex. And then that got in 6 o'clock Monday morning. And I was straight into the office from there. You were insane, man. So you actually, so you, you came all the way back just to then go to work for the whole yes. day. Insane. Yeah. It was brutal because I didn't realize that we'd be coming back. Because I, I can't all. Well, the organization was taken care of. There were seven of us that went and it, yeah, there was like two people in particular that did all the organization. So I was like, yeah, whatever, just tell me what we're doing and I'll yeah, turn up and I'll do it. Do. Yep. Yeah. So they said, oh yeah, we're coming back on Monday. So I assumed we'd be coming back Monday day, but it turned out we were coming back Monday night. So we didn't bother getting the Tuesday off. And then they're like, oh no, we're getting the overnight ferry. It's going to be, oh, no. so, uh, yeah, like got off the ferry. Like we had a few drinks on the, because it's, and, uh, yeah, in, in England at like clock and got back on the bike and then got to the train station like, no you can't get on the train until with your bike until rush hour what so uh, yeah I'd been in Harwich quarter last day or something and then uh, finally managed to get in. it was uh, 45 minutes left but it, yeah, it was fine the bike right with it crazy sir crazy oh dear and what do you make of, uh, of Amsterdam because 
obviously you went yeah, there recently. I went, I went there last year. I, I liked it. It's it's his experience. You have to go, don't you? You have to say you've been there. Yeah. I think you, you probably did a nice way. You did like actually saw more of the countryside and more of like real Amsterdam and like you know yeah. around Holland than just the centre. Because I think it's like London, isn't it? Like go, go to London, but then you don't really go and see anything else. Um, yeah. How was it by, uh, riding your bike around there? Because it was it all just all flat, pretty much. I yeah, it was really flat. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Like I like cycling around London and stuff. You constantly cycling around cars and stuff. We we must have ridden our bikes two hundred and fifty kilometers, if not a bit further, over the space of like four days, and we probably spent two miles on real roads, That's and the rest so of the time cool. was on cycle lanes, and it was yeah. insane. Like yeah, the cycle lanes go. Isn't it? Even in Amsterdam, they just cater for bikes. You just yeah. know, yeah, they're first class citizens everywhere. Yeah, it's insane. Just absolutely insane. And there's like, you've got a main road going down the road and then there's a divider and then a bike lane. So you're never cycling within traffic and it's, it's yeah, it's awesome. But they let mopeds on the bike lanes, which is a bit spooky. What? That's crazy. Yeah, so like you're cycling down and then you hear like a beep and you look behind and there's like you're a like, couple of people on a moped. You're cheating, you're on a moped. hanging off. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's pretty cool though. It was really good. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd go back to Amsterdam for Amsterdam's sake, but yeah. Well, that's it. No, exactly. Good, you do it if you time. do it once. Because I know, Mickey, you're going, aren't you? But for a stag do, this hot... I think this, three this... weeks' time, yeah. Three weeks? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wicked. Mm. How long are you going for? Yeah. Uh, just two nights. So, uh, yeah. Enough. Yeah. That's That'll enough. That'll be good. That'll yeah. be really good, yeah. man. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, yeah. how many a little bit nervous, going? but yeah. Uh, I think it's about 10 of us, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it should be good. But just keeping up and stuff will be... Uh, yeah, difficult one, yeah. yeah. You can and you out there or driving? Yeah, EasyJet. Um, yeah. I think from Gatwick. So Wicked. yeah, it was, it, it was dirt cheap. It's like a hundred pound return flight. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That their train um, system there's so good. You can go, you go to the station. You know, you go to the airport. There's got they've got a station there, and you just go into the middle of Amsterdam, and that's it. You're done. Yeah. yeah, I think Toby's saying to us, you know, he really wants Can to come you, into the conversation. Bless he's him. been picked up on that. I'm sorry. That's all uh, right. little Toby. Just an episode all over again. Toby, um, <laughs> well, right now, not happy. But, um, <laughs> he wants to be on the podcast. He's, he's really hungry, upset. apparently. <laughs> Otherwise, he's really good. He's just woken up from his sleep. So I think Abby's oh. going to go and rescue him. Bless but, him. Um, yeah. He's really good. He's, he's two top front teeth coming through. So that's causing him a bit of grief. And like, you can see his cheeks go really red when they're like pushing through so well um, yeah. but yeah he's doing all, well, he was showing off his good. teeth yesterday and he only cried once showing off his teeth. he only cried once and that's when he fell over and he yeah. i mean that's it the whole day and he was cracking onto your girlfriend wasn't he uh, he, 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 he was well, was he he was working yeah. moves with amy it was quite well, in yeah. front of me he and you, the thing with him is yeah. like, look, he knows he's that cute he's like on that damn cute you're not going to do anything yeah i can take what i want he goes i can take what i want is amy getting all broody now <laughs> she's gonna be asking you she does comment oh no 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 we like, we already done... ed was more broody i don't know you were getting into it weren't you oh man yeah your baby's so you cool do though he's cool yeah. he, the thing is if you haven't yeah. like your baby's so easy to handle as well he's like no hassle he's not like a yeah, baby that you know good. you need yeah you just like you know he's happy just to i mean really he's just happy to just sit there and like think about stuff you know that's a great baby yeah you know, what's yeah. going on in life? You know, he thinks, ponders on thoughts and whatnot. It's pretty low maintenance, to be honest. Pretty good. You so. have got an effortly awesome baby. Sorry, Justin. You know, <laughs> from last episode. Oh, Bless him. Oh, I felt bad for him. Oh, um, dear. Um, I, I'll just sent you a link. 
Super yeah, Gopher League. I think thing? I spoke to yeah. Ed about it briefly yesterday. Oh, I clicked on that like... and started making noises and I panicked and closed yeah, it down. No, sorry, I was going to warn you. And I got no, not at all, as well. Um, yeah, so obviously I pretty well documented. I told you two and shouted it from the rooftops. I got my Infinity in the week. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's not listening in the UK, Infinity is like BT's brand for and it's uh, actually 25 megabytes brand. we've now deduced that infinity means yes. 25 megabytes you had it here first yeah and uh yeah so I'm, i've got my really good well certainly good download now but um i told my colleague jason at work and he was like oh you think that's good he's like look at this and he showed me this um ultra uh fiber optic it's only available in york at the minute but i think it's like um talk talk and sky sky's broadband company They've sort of teamed together and they're launching this technology, which apparently is like a lot more common in Europe. But um, yeah, yep. it's like 1,000 megabits per second. And like when you're on the website, it says like in the time you've been on this website, you could have downloaded this. And it's like three seconds, you've got like two ultra HD movies or whatever. It's just insane. That's insane. Well, so so like, why, you know, why York of all places? Is it just where the know. infrastructure that they can cope with it or? Must it's be. a really good question. I've no idea, but I wonder what if it's something got to that do we with... haven't got. You know, that's yeah. mean. <laughs> I well, the other guy that I work with from Romania, he said that they've had this for years, but he said <laughs> it, they they didn't have the old infrastructure to replace. They just it was all new. So, so like, they can see what you they think wanted. now, it's like, yeah, and like, I'm sorry, I've already said this to Ed and stuff, but I was learning so much from the BT engineer who came out to me, but he was saying like, BT could have put, like fiber to everyone's doorsteps. But like because of monopoly laws in this country, which is pretty a good thing, they they weren't allowed to do it. So obviously now all we get is like you know uh, fire. If you're lucky to your local uh, cabinet, and then from the cabinet to your doorstep is copper, unless you've got a brand new house or whatever. And then a lot of these now, as part of the housing schemes, you do get fiber to your doorstep. But um, yeah, it's, it's obviously the copper bit where you get all the resistance. So I think these this new service is just fiber straight to your door. Um, and obviously you've got no resistance at all so you know the speed that you're told you're going to get is probably the speed you get which is that pretty is cool awesome. yeah. that's so cool so didn't, you say, like, didn't you say yeah. that it was working at 95% or 98% or something yeah, that was one of the things your engineer said yeah. I don't fully understand like the technology and stuff but he was yeah he showed me the speed test he, he's like, he's, he had like an iPhone and then some software on it that did all the testing and uh, yeah he was showing me it was like oh, I was, was 27 down and um but it was saying like it was running at like 98% capacity or something. I don't know how that works. But he said to me, so I'll lose about two megabits per second over the next couple of days because of you can't constantly run at 98%. So, yeah, and he was pretty much true to his word. I'm getting now 25. I was on 27. So, yeah. It sounds so, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. And like I, I, yeah. I, I tweeted you guys yesterday, like the 4G that I was able to get at his house, which was insane. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, and, I mean, that was good. Yeah next approach uh, actually to like, see if we we'll get 4g yeah mm. i'm getting 4g yeah. in 4g is super quick as well oh it's so good cool. yeah. i got like 17 down and then three up or something and it's just like Which, in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah suddenly your upload's a lot better than mine so i'm still only getting one one up but um yeah it's interesting stuff but i mean i guess you feel like how far we've come like since the days of dial-up you know probably like what we've got now is going to seem pretty pretty shocking in like 10 years time or oh, it'll be horrible i mean actually talking about 10 years time do you know that youtube is 10 years old mm. it was yeah, 10 years old this week wow. do you remember what the first of the video you saw on youtube was oh no god oh, i do 
and it, it was, a, it was a, a whale getting blown up. One of the guys I was working with, one of the guys I was working with at the time, it was, it was like a, a maintenance job anyway. And he kind of, he had his laptop with him and he's like, Oh, have a look at this. Like, and it was, it was video of a whale that had been washed up on a beach somewhere. And apparently the way they disposed of these whales is just by filling them with dynamite and blowing them oh up to get rid of them. Dave, wow. that's insane. <laughs> but it was, that was, yeah, that, that was, was my introduction YouTube to YouTube. video. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, I think the joke was that YouTube's been like, been around for 10 years, but it's still not profitable. Like it still hasn't made profit really? or something. Yeah, Google what? just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's exactly true, but. I suppose the thing is, is what, I mean, Google does do ads and stuff, but you think how much infrastructure they have to have. And, oh, yeah. But I think a lot of people are moving on to things like Vimeo as well, well aren't there they? Is, you, there are you good don't competitors. Have... There are really good, like Vimeo, Vimeo, Vimeo. I don't like is... Vimeo. Really? I think it's quite, yeah, not, I think it's, it's just, more sleek. Like it is more sleek, but it's not as fast and like there's not as much video on there and the video that is on there is just a little bit too arty for my Yeah, I think taste. it's a bit more of a hipster yeah. kind of, you know, putting it on yeah. there because you normally would put... I mean, and one thing I do love is YouTube-DL, which is a Python application and you can just download so much stuff from YouTube, like music. Oh, it's so good. And you can like... So there was a couple of users and they... So a couple of the users had like a lot of like video music I wanted, and I was like, "Well, uh-huh. I just thought, screw it, I can might as well do this." And what you can do is actually say, "I just so want you- the audio." You, yeah, I split the audio out so you don't get the videos; you just get the audio. I want the highest quality of audio you can get, and it will, yeah, it will download all of them for you, puts it in a folder, and you're like, "Yeah, there we go, got the music," and it's kind of uh-huh. legal because it's coming from YouTube servers. But I don't really believe that, you know. Obviously, don't do privacy. <laughs> yes, don't do privacy. <clears throat> Definitely legal, then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, 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 actually one thing I did post in the uh, ch- chat room is just a quick like it's a little image uh, it was floating around this week and it's awesome um, it's developers against humanity and I want to oh, believe it's the cards against humanity is the yeah, game that we played it yours isn't that's it that's it I want to believe this is true um, <laughs> but yeah I, I won't read out what they think well yeah 413 entity two large errors brought the orgy to a grinding halt is the yeah is the card combo there uh, and i just thought it was awesome i just hope this is this exists developers against humanity um there is if a it web- doesn't you should make it well this is it but there yeah. is actually another uh, it's a card so i mean it's a really simple game card against humanity and there is um, a, a chromecast app that people have made called Cardcast game and what okay. this is is it's the same thing but people just generate card packs and there's so many of them, and I would even get just a Chromecast for this because you can get all these different, you know, card games and stuff, and you can then use, yeah, you can play them. It's awesome. Oh, that looks cool. And Chromecast is literally the thing that you plug into your HDMI socket and then you transmit to it from your right Android. That's exactly that it. That looks yeah. cool. And they're only thirty quid as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I was really, I was really annoyed when it was, it isn't out for the uh, Amazon Fire Stick because I was like, oh come on, you can do this, but you can, yeah. you can build your own page, you can build your own deck as well. <laughs> So you can have like a custom built deck for, you know, certain friends coming over and stuff and have a good laugh. And yeah, I think it's really awesome. And I mean, this is that the, is the cool, cool thing about these games. It's such a simple game as well, but it's awesome. Our Chromecast is only 25 quid as well on Amazon is at the it, moment. Uh, going down there. I might have to Ooh. get one. I might have to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh. Ed. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> costing you money again. Um, I, one th- Actually, one thing randomly I was doing last friday actually um was so we we, we finally released the we, we did the um, i think the last episode actually I was talking about it but it wasn't able to talk about it released conductor and conductor is so the presentation went really well at the symphony meetup um extended really well and 
we released this product called, well, not product, but tool called Conductor. And essentially what it allows you to do is it allows you to have, so one of the things with Composer and it really has, it's kind of, it's been great for dependencies, but it's, the idea really is normally what you do is you split up your packages into repositories, different repositories. Um, and that's great for open source projects, you know, your Laravels, you know, kind of <clears throat> like the Symphony components that are very unique and specific. Um, but with like a business app and actually having an application, a project, a product that you're trying to release, you still want the, the ability to, to, you know, have these separated dependencies, but you want the ability to be in one repository because, you know, big companies like Google and Facebook have realized that having one repository is great because it allows you to then, you know, cross boundaries, you know, say I'm doing an edit on the admin side and the marketplace side or, you know, the front end, I can do a commit and a pull that has all the changes in whether normally, what you know, typically what would happen in a different you know multiple repositories is what you would do is you'd have the changes to that one the changes to that one and you'd have to keep them in sync and it'd be very strange because you look at a commit at like say the the front end level and you were like okay this is always changed and you realize oh no the bug or the problems because of the, the change that happened in the admin and deployment obviously is hard so having one repository has you know major benefits but it does then lose the fact that Composer really doesn't, you know, you're so used to have bringing in packages using, you know, different repositories. So what, what Conductor does is it really provides the best of both worlds. So you can have the separation by folder structure and you can then also just have the single repository. So it's a really cool tool. And um, one thing I was adding to it, uh, one thing I added to it on um, Friday was the ability to package it up as a FAR file. So similar to like jar files, you know those, Mickey. Um, yes. You know what you can do is you just build it up, package this uh, you know app up into a .dot far file, similar to how Composer is. And I even was able to add self auto updating as well, so you can actually do like again what Composer does and just do self update. And I host the far files, so the distributions, the different versions on GitHub pages. Um, there's a couple of projects that work really well. It's Box Box was really the, the, the driving force behind it because it worked so well just generating this far file for me. And then I used a blog post that I put in the show notes, which was being able to distribute these PHP you know command line applications and stuff. And it was step by step guide, really good, really awesome. Hoping to get that pushed into Master this week. And yeah, I'm really proud. Of it. I mean, it was one of those nice little tech debt type things where you're like, yeah, I really wouldn't mind getting far support in self update, and it worked out, and I did it in a day. And it's always great when you get those little wins just before the the weekend. Very that cool. is cool. And are you still working from home, or are you in the office again? I now, am. I, I went up to the office on Wednesday, but I'm still working from home. Yeah, and still loving it. Um, Providing yeah. me with all the flexibility, and yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, That's really know, good. Yeah, it's nice setup and everything I've got, so it works well. And I haven't been. And it'll save you a bomb on the commute as well, it won't it? Does yes, and just just doing the commute is just yeah. Yeah, it's it's a chore. It's a task. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but you know, I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoy it and. The great thing about it is, is that, you know, I think, I, I mean, I've, I've done freelance work. Well, not freelance, yeah, I've done freelance work before, but I've done like working from home before and I, I, I enjoyed it and I also didn't enjoy it. And I think for now, at the moment in time, for me, it's really working that like I'm getting the benefits out of it without the, the negatives. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I still do, you know, I, I mean, they're great because at work I, I log in, I go on hip chat, I do check in with them in the morning over video and stuff at 9.30. Yeah. So we still have that kind of, you know, talk and I'm easily able to just, you know, ring them up and t- contact them when I need to and stuff. And that's the beautiful thing about these technologies. If you use them right, you really get, you know, the best of both worlds where you get to yeah. get on with your work and, you know, I can be here and I can go around, you know, help out and do what I need to do here. But I can also talk to them and be kind of almost in there you know face to face 
via these technologies so it's awesome and and you know review tools and you know we're talking about like joe watkins and stuff and even github's great just for review tools being able to pick out code and stuff like that so no i'm really enjoying it nice um i was gonna say the thing you told me about yesterday that you're working on is that top secret at the minute or can oh, you oh the, ja- the javascript thing or the Ooh. yeah 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 that thing that was the oh, color thing right oh right yeah well yeah so uh, there's a couple of things actually so I, i'm so I was I've been looking around a lot um, at like because I'm colorblind. I think I I think I don't know if I told on the on the show actually, but because I'm colorblind, like I find that it's very hard like sometimes well to pick out what color thing is. You just want to know what color is that in every normal person's eyes. Um, and so what I, I've been able to do is I've been look googling online. And I found that there's a couple of algorithms, different spe- uh, color spectrums that work really well. It's called X Y Z that you can actually convert you know RGB values into from into it and what you can do is then use like equidian distance even and it does some more funky stuff um but you can then see the distance between colors as people as our eyes perceive it because the representation on the computer how we represent on the computer you know how similar an rgb value is doesn't necessarily mean it's that that true um but you know this 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 actual way of representing color does and it works really well. I've got a demo on my workshop page, uh, which people can check out. But I'm thinking about maybe appifying that, you know, seeing what Fraser's been able to do. And I'm thinking it's so cool, you know, the ability yeah. to, and seeing what I can do with that. And maybe having like, yeah, an app that you can, you know, you get a camera, you put you put your camera up and it'll just tell you what the dominant color is. Um, because I don't know how well that will work, but it, 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 I'm thinking it may help me. So maybe it helps someone else. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of that that kind of side what i've been doing and another thing that i was annoying my housemates with this week was um <laughs> so <laughs> javascript stuff um i've been playing with morse code uh i don't know why i thought about it um and yeah. generating morse code is like generating actually just the values of okay this is a dit and this is a da- you know dash you know dot is pretty easy uh because it's just mm-hmm. a t- hash table you know you well, yep. up table pretty much but then i wanted to generate the wav files and generate the audio and i was like can this be done? And then I found out I can do it. So <laughs> yeah. I've been generating WAV files using JavaScript and then, yeah, and they work. Like it actually works. It's really cool. You generate the file, you generate the headers and you generate the audio file and the actual audio, you know, you know, the actual WAV file and it can play it and stuff. And, and I'm hoping to kind of yeah get at least a working version out and released and a blog post yeah. and then carry on playing with it because I love the idea of making... Because a couple of years ago, um, WAV generation, like someone has made in like the smallest bit of code, um, I think it's like Silent Night or something, you know, in like a WAV file and it's so small C code or something and it's ridiculous. And to be able to do it in JavaScript as well is just insane because obviously yeah. JavaScript's just the web assembly. So anyone's got it. And yeah, it's quite fun. It's a lot of fun just, just playing around with these different things. And I mean, I never knew Morse code before. I was like, I want to, well, let's learn Morse code by doing a program on it and kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's always fun just messing around with fun little projects like well, that. That's well, it, because you learn stuff and you can kind of be like, you know, I mean, generating files, like WAV files, you know, when am I ever going to need to do that? But like learning, I mean, it's learning actually like file format structures and stuff like that, which is really interesting. And, you know, then yeah. you go into, oh, this needs to be, you know, I mean, the, the amount of stuff you can do just in even high level languages like JavaScript of, you know, bit shifting and stuff like that. And it, it's really yeah. interesting, really cool and really, yeah, really fun. Sorry, Toby was crying before. Yeah. Aww, uh, T-Bone. I did have one very last quick thing, yes. if that's all right. Go for it, I man. think this could just go in the show notes, really. But um, 
it's just like if anyone is um, just playing with Laravel and they're playing on and they've got MacOS set up and you've just not not touched your PHP, your Apache setup or anything like that, you'll probably find that you need the mcrypt extension. Um, seems to be my problem every time I do anything. But uh, this article was really good and I just followed it to the T and it worked perfectly. So. Anyone who's got that issue? Yeah, because you've uh, been playing around with the new Laravel. I mean, Laravel 5 now? Yeah. You've been playing around with yeah. how, how are you finding it? Well, like Fraser was saying before, I couldn't really talk about it with any confidence. But um, yeah, certainly <laughs> I think the last version of Laravel I played with was Laravel 3. And I couldn't believe how different Laravel 5 is, actually. So I'm, you know, massively behind with um, Laravel. But uh, I'm having to do a bit of catch-up over the summer. So That's awesome, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. No, so far, you know, I managed to get set up in... Well, I had to do the mcrypt thing, which took me maybe 10 minutes. And then, uh, you know, using Compose and everything is dead simple, isn't it? You just, you're away within minutes. And I just really, all I really did is find my welcome controller. And I think I created a couple of routes and just tested it out. But, um, I need to get clued up on things like middleware, which I know you were talking about last week or the week before. So all those kind of things I need to really get clued up on now. And, um, well, that's because, so, I mean, Symphony has actually, the PSR 7, so that was another thing we were talking about, you know, the, the, the kind of, I mean, it was funny how people were saying, you know, it's just the DTOs of uh, data transfer objects of what we think a request and a response should be now as a PSR yeah. 7 support. And, and it's great because Symphony has actually started supporting that already. So in 2.7, yeah. they've released it and it's like, okay, we now support, you know, this DTOs, we now support this, you know, this standard. And obviously yeah. with that, it means Laravel supports it because it uses symphony's components so it's great yeah. you know that now you know we're getting traction now we're going to have all these standards and you'll be able to use you know kind of what i was saying last time this crazy idea of you have middlewares and you have like maybe a simple middleware that just maybe deals i don't know with authentication and it just solely yeah. it, you know and then it will go up to the next one and maybe yeah, it decorates yeah. the header saying oh yeah this is this user and then it's a laravel one and that laravel one maybe i don't know does some funky you know stuff but then it needs to go then to a symphony one and then it may need to go to i don't know another one and and you know it's so cool mm-hmm. that you can then stack these different applications up but using this simple you know standardized format of transport transferring these objects so yeah. no really yeah. good work by the team the psr team yeah well i think we should uh, unless anyone's got anything else to say perhaps we should no i think that's up. been I a really good episode like, i think yeah, we've done a, a great yeah morning episode this is probably the earliest actually is this yeah. the earliest podcast we've done or did we do that what was about the first one we did the first one was early i think no that was an evening wasn't it i don't know if it was oh, was it an evening the or first one ever the first one ever was an evening or more i don't know uh, i think that was an eve that was an evening ah, so oh no i don't know we did do some morning ones yeah did, yeah but i think this may be the earliest one so there you go the yeah. earliest yeah. three devs and maybe episode <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see wait to how, how it comes out. Yeah. Cool. All right, chaps. Well, um, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you, Ed and Fraser, for absolutely. Well, thank Do you. Do we know anything more about um, Web in the Woods? Is it, oh yeah, is obviously we still from the website. Need, yet. Yeah, we yeah, still basically need to go through with that. I think, like, kind of work out and talk to yes, squidders. Yeah, we're not even on the uh, on the event plan for that at the moment, Just but we will definitely be there. So if yeah. anyone wants to come and see us do a live show in Web in the Woods in Kent. Maybe we've been axed or something. Maybe we've yeah. no, a be- To be honest, the, the better podcast coming you know, around was only inevitable. Yeah. It was going to happen. You know, we, we were, were just, fringe act. We, we were, were always fringe, yeah. likely to be chopped. Yeah. <laughs> we're the best. We're the best. And yeah. yeah, the competition's still on as well. If anybody wants to win a 3Devs t-shirt, download Space Beer Cave on the 
Google Play Store um, and send in your high score by the 12th of June. And whoever has a high score, I will send you a 3 devs T-shirt to anywhere in the world. Yes. Damn. And there's, um, there'll be an iOS competition coming up as well. When, as well, soon hey. as I get my new Mac or Clism space for Xcode, then, yeah, yeah. I will... Uh, I will do another competition for um, iOS users as well. Awesome, nice. dudes. Well, thank you so much. Great, great. You know, have enjoy your Sundays. Whatever you're yeah, doing it today, I, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, audience, enjoy whatever you're doing today. Or I hope you had a good day. Or have a good day tomorrow. If you're, cool. And we love you all. And we love you all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cheers. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at 3devsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number 3, Devs and a Maybe.